What's up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 52. 52? 52. 52. Before I uh, toss it on over here, I just want to say something real quick. I just want to say thank you guys so much for all the love and support you've been giving us. Um, I'm just asking. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just asking all of you guys who listen to us to just shoot out a quick prayer. Uh, you know, we got we got some stuff going on. I'm not going to get into detail, but that's all I ask for, just a quick prayer and just continue to give us the support and love you give us. Um, yeah, thank you for that, guys. What's up, Juice? What's up, man? I'm... I'm just chilling, man. Had another week out of town, and we just got done shopping for a wedding. And my goodness, is it stressful for for anybody trying to find something to wear to look like a snack. Yeah, and honestly, I can't speak for everyone. The only person I can speak for is myself. But I have luck every single time I walk in the doors of Kohl's. Every time. No matter what I'm looking for. Dress clothes. Casual clothes, uh, workout clothes. I walk in there, look around, 10 minutes, bang, boom, I'm out of here. So for you, you would probably say that Kohl's easily is your number one store oh, in number one department no, stores. No doubt. I'd pick a Kohl's. This is hot take, me personally. I'd pick a Kohl's for clothes over Dick's. Okay. I would. I'd go to, that's my number one. Every time. See, normally for me, I have a lot of success at JCPenney, but I would say my favorite is probably TJ Maxx, but TJ Maxx is such hit or miss. They either just got a shipment in of like sick-ass clothes that are on clearance or and that are there, or they don't have anything. So luckily, I found my shirt at TJ Maxx. I'm definitely a TJ Maxx guy. I don't ever have any luck in the coal stores like brick or mortar stores, but the coal online shopping store is uh, muy excelente. Yeah, I, I guess like when you know what you're shopping for online is the way to go. Like when you know how what fits you, like what type of clothing fits you or what brand it is, that's the way to go. But sometimes um, online shopping can be a little bit risky if you haven't got that kind of clothing before, because, you know, I could be a large here, but then I order a large at this company and it's skin tight. Well, that that's, that is what's very frustrating about clothes. And, you know, I, I could not agree more like me. Now I like to wear double XLs and everything that I wear just because I like comfort, but for how my body is shaped, like the um, melted ice cream cone, Hufflepuff house, man, that I am, I have to find that shirt that fits these curves just right, and boy, baby, did I find it. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I don't know. I think our clothes, are they just getting smaller, or am I just putting on the quarantine love handles? What is it? Yeah, are we just Because I can't figure it out. Are we just turning into hashtag Hoss boys? Maybe. Hey, thick boy summer turned into thick boy autumn real quick. That's a fact. But we touched on it a little bit on the tobacco pipe, but I want to talk to this, talk about this with you, because I know... This is something that you and I, um, the Marvel Universe, we love. What about Jamie Foxx coming back and playing Electro and the current Spider-Man? Uh, it'll be the trilogy that's going on. For me, um, I touched on it, but I'll, I'll give my opinion to you. This just opens up Pandora's box for the multiverse in terms of talking about Doctor Strange's madness in the multiverse and how we said that they're trying to hire high-profile actors to play like a Captain America and an Iron Man. 
So my my guess, the way I'm thinking about it, this is going to be my hot take here. This Electro is going to be, um, he's going to be like a real mean, badass Electro. I think he's going to hop from one universe to the other, and he's already going to have this image of Peter Parker, Spider-Man in his head that he just wants to absolutely destroy. Yeah, I like it. I like Jamie Foxx. I, I, yeah, one, to begin with, I don't know why that whole uh, Andrew Garfield era got a lot of hate for some reason. In my opinion, he was my favorite Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland is the the best portrayal of Spider-Man, but my favorite is Andrew Garfield. But I just am uh, curious as to how they're going to spin it. Like, is he just going to be introduced, like, as Electro, as the same character, just new? Or is it going to be carried over, like, from Amazing Spider-Man 2? He somehow, you know, got sucked through the multiverse kind of thing. Um, Because I guess it was open-ended in Amazing Spider-Man 2 with him, but it seemed like he died. Well, that's what I was telling John. I couldn't really remember how he went. I remember they they exploded. They were in that big power plant, and he he killed. I mean, I'm pretty sure he died. But with with electricity, though, you think that, like, can you really kill electricity? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's one of those things with him being, you know, electro and can travel through electricity. Maybe it's one of those things where... He has like a Kang the Conqueror effect where he now is able to travel uh, from universe to universe. And w- what's wild is since they did the ch- time travel, you know, they opened up all these universes. We have the madness of the multiverse. Now I'm anxious to see one. Is Spider-Man going to be in that just for a little bit in the new Doctor Strange movie? And two, will he be in the new Venom movie? Because I, I don't get we on We are Venom. I, I don't get on Snapchat often. I, I always delete the app and everything, but I saw one of those little tiles. It was a picture of Tom Hardy with his Venom face. I didn't click on it, but it was like, why Venom 2 is going to blow you away. So I, I'm, I'm very excited for them to kind of twist all of this stuff together very much. I mean, it's they're, they're going to – I was telling John, man, I think that they're going to come back with a full head of steam. And I know these first 23 movies were incredible, but don't be shocked if the next 23 are just as good, if not better. Well, it's crazy because it's just endless now. Like this – I think these this storyline – like this is not dramatic to say. Like I think this storyline could continue until we're like 50. With movies. It's it's a money grab. Why wouldn't they? That's what I mean. Like, they'll just continue it, like, as if it were just a series show. You know what I mean? That's gone on for years and years and years. Like, because that's what it's basically turned into, except everything's a movie and not an episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too far into it, because I could just go on and no, on we don't for have to. three hours about it. But I'm very interested to see, like, if that whole... Uh, if they're going to have new actors play different renditions of the characters, like from different universes, that would be really cool. Uh, I had one guy I would love to be an alternate, would be alternate Thor, and it would be Chris Chris Hemsworth's brother, Liam Hemsworth. Be sick. That would be so cool, because he he could pull off a Thor, and I'm pretty sure he did audition for Thor. Yeah. I'm pretty sure both the Hemsworths did, and obviously Chris Evans is a fucking man rocket, so. Chris Hemsworth. 
That's what I said. You said Evans. Chris, well, I didn't lie there, too. They're both man rockets. Facts. But, hey, let's keep it on the Disney train. Talk about the new information that we learned last night about Disney+. Oh, Plus. oh yes. This is great stuff here. So, I will read it verbatim, but it was saying, if I can find it, let's see, here we go. So, a new Disney Plus feature will allow subscribers to be able to invite up to six people to stream a show or movie together. So, let's say, you know, my cousin Ethan, Zarly, Tig, whoever, we all want to watch the new episode of The Mandalorian, but we're not all together. We could all log into Disney Plus and some, I don't know, obviously I don't know how to do it, but you could. we could all sync together and watch the new episode together on the TV, which... That's if that ain't futuristic, I mean, that's awesome. Well, it it is cool, you know, companies and streaming services they are adapting with the times and they are realizing that, you know, maybe for a little while not I mean not us specifically, but there's probably groups of people in America and around the world right now that still aren't trying to be around a bunch of people at the same time. So to be able to watch like let's use the Mandalorian for example, to be able to be like text your buddies and be like, hey guys, you know, this episode just dropped. We're all going to hop on here at seven. Let's all watch it together. And then, luckily for us, we have a podcast called The Juice Box Pod. If you're not listening, you probably already are because you heard me say that. But then we can all recap it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that could be the future of movie theaters, though, too. There could be like kind of a, you, you take the NBA, for instance. It could be that kind of thing. Like, this is when the movie's coming out. We're premiering it at 8 tonight. Uh, You know, whatever. You pay or whatever. And we're all watching it on the same same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there could be some kind of interaction somehow. Like, holy crap, did you see that? Like, some kind of chat or something going on. Well, what's like, cool mm-hmm. is, you know, we love MGK, and we've been talking about MGK's album's great. The deluxe songs are great as well. But he's putting on live concerts to where you pay like I think it's like seven to ten bucks, and he's he's at some theater, and literally anybody around the world can subscribe yeah. to that and watch it all at the same time. Well, for that case, I don't know if we've talked about this on here, but I absolutely love this idea, love this new thing that's going on in the entertainment world is the drive-in concerts and drive-in comedy shows. Honestly, that is exactly what I would rather do for a concert than a freaking mosh pit. I'd rather have my car with my group of people, uh, my truck bed, you know, we get up in the truck bed, have three, four, you know, lawn chairs, two people sitting on the roof of the truck, and we're just there jamming. Well, you know what's super cool is, (coughs) excuse me, everybody, our good friend of the program that we love, Burt Kreischer, Mm. I believe he started the whole outdoor comedy, like drive-in yeah. scene. I, I think, think it he was, was him. the first one to say, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." Yeah, which I th- I love it. I think that's a great idea. Even moving forward, and when COVID is completely done and there's a va- vaccine, I love that, especially for a uh, comedy show. I just like seeing people try to evolve with the times and try to figure out how they can still put out their art and uh, movies and songs and things like that and try to find a way to get everybody together to be able to enjoy the things that they love instead of just kind of just sitting back and waiting for things to go back to normal. So it's kind of cool that 
Bert was like, you know, fuck it. There's probably all these drive-ins around the country that aren't used because, one, that was a thing of the past as of now. But, hell, that whole aspect with movies and everything will probably just come back as well. Well, yeah, I mean, even think about it. You could do that if you're a big-time guy like that. You could do that anywhere. You could say you could see uh, in the town you live in or, you know, wherever. Oh, here's a, I don't know how big, like a, a baseball field is or here's five acres for sale. I'm going to buy it and put a stage here and say, Hey, come to my show. Seriously. You know what I mean? And they could, they could easily use the Jamboree and the Hills set yeah. for driving comedies and, and things like that. Like, you know, there, it, it sucks. Cause that, that whole area of land where that stage is, is such a beautiful place and it's just not getting used now. Ever since Live Nation bought it, I I kind of assumed they'd bring in, you know, con you'd have concerts and stuff there of rappers and rock stars and country singers and they've it's like they literally just bought it to sit on it. And I know there's probably so much oil rights and everything underneath that they're probably just banking that they're gonna hit big and everything like that. But it's just it it's a shame to just have all that area with not being used. Yeah, I agree. But switching gears here a little bit, I have a question. I'm not going to tell you the premise of my question. I just want to see your answer before okay. I dive into what I have to say. How has this fall weather been treating you? For me, I enjoy it very much, but it's very difficult to get out of bed now. Yeah. Um. I I love the crisp air in the morning. I love being able to wear a nice flannel or a long sleeve shirt or a hoodie, not be too cold, not be sweating. Th- this is my kind of weather. This yeah. is where I thrive. Yes, I agree. I love this weather. This is my favorite time of year. I'm a winter guy as well. But this just goes to show that we need to humans need to step back and quit being so arrogant and realize that we are just animals because right when this weather rolls around, all I want to do is sleep and eat. It's true. I'm just getting ready for hibernation, just like all the other animals out there. And it makes sense why Hazel all of a sudden is so much more hungry yeah, than she's ever exactly. been. Same thing. She wants to eat so much more now. And it's it's literally, it's just, it's just animal nature, and we are animals. Sometimes we just need to back up and quit being so cocky and realize, hey, you know, we need to respect all kind of animals out here. No, it is. It, it's very, very true. And it, it is funny now that I now that I actually you bring up that question. You know, when it is when it does get cold, I, I do get more tired and hungry and like I don't want to get out of bed because I, I know it's probably has to do with lately. I've been working on the road a lot and I have been sleeping in beds that aren't mine. But when I get home now in my own bed, I had one of the best sleeps that I've ever had last night because it's 50, 40 degrees, that crisp air. I'm all cuddled in with my quilt, snoring like a big bear trying to hibernate, and all I want to do is eat. Yeah, I feel That's that. all I want to do. So you were on the road. You were in Morgantown, correct? Correct. So well, I already know what you got, but what did you get to eat? Let's see. What did I get to eat? I One night I got food from a place called Scores Bar, which is in I've Westover, that, that I, I never have eaten from there before. You know, it, bar food is so hit or miss 
But if but if you get a good bar food place, that food was absolutely Dude, incredible. I, I like no bullshit at all. I will pick good bar food probably over anything. Over a fancy uh Whatever steak, di- fancy steak dinner, fancy crab legs, whatever the fuck. And I had to get keglers too. Yeah, but it, it was funny because I I ended up, uh, I think it was Monday. I was in Morgantown too, and I was driving, and you know how packed Morgantown is. The car in front of me is Matthew. No way. Yeah, I honked, and he looked back, and he he turned. We were at a red light. He turned around, out, the, stuck his head out the window. He turned around. He goes, "Hey, you want to go get some lunch?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, follow me." We pulled into Cadoba. He walked in. He was with one of his coworkers. I was a little behind, checking my phone, my work phone, or something. I shit you not. I walked in, opened up like the main door, walked straight into a window. What? Like head first, doosh, like head dirt back. There's an <laughs> old couple in here. They looked at me and just started laughing. I was like, I thought this was just an opening right here. And I mean like hard. My head went flying back. I was like, what I'm the? laughing so hard because I can just I picture was like, you. What? <laughs> you were probably just so dialed in. You are probably just got done reading like a work email or text, not even paying attention. And I would have... Paid to be a fly on the wall to watch you smack that glass wall. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I walked in there. I said, I didn't even see that right there. So what was the door next to it? Or yeah, I literally just walked into a window, head first. That is guns of blazing. So fucking funny, uh, dude. And it hurt too. But all right, well, what you get? I got one of the made to order thing. One of their special things. Because honestly, okay. I can say this. Yes, you can. You can say anything you'd like. I don't get nervous for a lot of stuff. You can agree. Like, I can just kind of go do something. Yeah, you are not like me in that sense. I, I'm very jealous of you, but yes, you at can do like, But, like, at a Cadova or, like, a Chipotle, I have no idea what to do. Well, it's it's that huge overwhelm. It's like walking into a Chinese restaurant, too. Like, the huge overwhelming when you see on the board there's so many different kinds of foods you can get mix and match you got a line behind you and that's why i mean like i get nervous and shit in situations like that that's why i like just walking in i'll walk behind one of my friends and whatever they order i'm just like yeah i'll take that yeah matthew's like yeah i'll take a burrito i want the uh, uh, pinto beans and the uh shredded chicken with all this fucking ingredients and i just looked up at the menu like, yeah, I'll take that uh, chicken bowl or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I don't know. Yeah. With queso, chicken queso bowl or whatever it was. But it was good. I mean, I liked it. Well, did you see also to keep on food that Country Roads Barbecue was featured in like a uh, national food and wine magazine? Uh, yeah, it, I saw that. They were ranking the best barbecues in each state and Old Country Barbecue. Shout out Kyle Fair and his fam grinding over there. Good news, they are staying in Woodsdale. It, it's awesome to have them there, um, and they they were featured as the best barbecue in West Virginia. So they're doing something right over there. Baby. Yeah, that's gotta be exciting, man. Because there, I mean, there has to be a lot. I mean, that's a that's a lot. I mean, s- statewide, that's a lot. I mean, there's four, three or four I can think of just like right here. Yeah, so. and and driving throughout West Virginia. 
There's a couple. Da- I mean, I know, you know, further down south, I, I can't speak for, but at least the Charleston, Huntington area, there's only a couple barbecues, to my knowledge, down there. So there's probably a good handful of West Virginia barbecues, but not as many, not as many as you would think. Oh, yeah, I know. I But that's still hell of an accomplishment. But I was also, I was parked today just plucking. I was thinking about, could you imagine being the, parking meter police no could you imagine that being your job i would feel like such an ass me too because sometimes there's a coin shortage yeah exactly there's a fucking coin shortage and sometimes you just zip on in there to run in for 10 to 15 minutes and you come out and that old mater meter man or woman just hits you with the ticket and you were just like yo i just wanted to get a burrito yeah exactly and it's like they walk around in their fancy uniforms and with their little notepad, like, get out of here. So what what is what do you think is probably the worst job to have in America? Oh God. The worst job in America. Mine I mean, I'll, I'll give you mine. Mine would probably be working in a sewage plant. Oh yeah. That I mean obviously that has to be shitty. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, man, I'm just trying to think. I don't mean to put I, you I on guess the spot. This, I, no, it's okay. I just I I want to answer. I'm just trying to trying to weigh my options here. I guess like the Walmart greeter wouldn't be very fun. I wouldn't have a very good time doing that. Um, maybe like the first few, like the first hour, be cool saying what's up. But then after that, you're probably like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Well, so, especially to like you know. Some people are probably just dickheads and come in there being assholes and you're just being nice. And then you have to check receipts and shit like that. Like, I hate confronting people, but imagine checking receipts and just seeing so much more shit. And you just happen to be like, you didn't pay for that. On a personal level, because I know a lot of people don't have the heart like me, but working in like a slaughterhouse. Couldn't do it. I would cry every day. I literally would. I've seen videos of them just straight up just cutting this cow's head off, which is fine. I mean, that's the way of life. But me personally, I don't think I could do that. You know what I mean? Like that would – it just makes me a little bit sad, you know? Yeah, I it, and it is it is a job that keeps, you know, yeah, I mean, we, a lot of pe- people, people having, gotta eat. having jobs, man. But I there's that's something that I couldn't do either. Um, Wait, what was I going to say? Yeah, you you got all the topics over there. You're the captain. No, of the oh, ship. Uh, I forget. I was listening to who was I listening to? Oh yeah, I was watching on Barstool the where they test eating stuff, lowering the bar. Yeah, and they somehow got started talking about milk, and one of the guys who looked like a knockoff um, riff raff. No, knock off what's the dude from diner drive-ins and dives guy ferrari the knockoff guy fieri i don't know i i've never seen him i don't know his it name. was probably hard factor pat that might be him but he was like uh vibs was asking him like what do you like milk or whatever he's like i don't drink milk he's like i don't drink milk because we are the only living things that drink the milk of another animal really there's no Nothing else does that. And he's like, I don't think we were meant to drink milk, but I love milk. Yeah. I love especially chocolate milk. It had to be hard factor, Pat, because they were talking about it on the radio today because he was saying he doesn't drink milk. It he drinks almond milk. And yeah, they, that's probably. And they were ripping him because they're like, 
almonds don't produce milk, which is true. They don't produce yeah, milk. Yeah, show me the tit on an almond. Yeah, show me that fucking nippy that squirts out. Who said out. that? Bo Bennett? <laughs> yeah, I think bro. from the ranch. Shout out the ranch. What a show. Man. Yeah. Uh, but no, but I love milk. Every morning, in fact, my first stop of the day, I get two bottles of chocolate United Dairy milk every day. Dude, it's so funny you say that because I hit a convenience store every morning and I go, I, I get one of the coffee drinks and a water every morning. Yeah. It's like tradition. I know. I know. It's just like your morning routine. And I easily could make coffee and put it in my Yeti and buy creamer and shit like that. But it's like kind of like that experience. You know, in the morning you, you run into a gas station like a Sheets, for example. I see a lot of the same people every morning that I do because it's like that just becomes, you know, a, a normalcy in your life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I do it every morning, too. I try to make my coffee here, but sometimes I'm just running late and don't. Yeah. Lately, I haven't been because I'm just tired. So I I'll don't get... know if we've ever talked about this, but when you're traveling and you hit a gas station, what's your snack that you look for? So, lately, I have been trying not to get any snacks, but my go-to snack, normally I would get it, see, it's just like a d- tradition, I would get it at Gumby's, the... Oh, what is the brand? The honey mustard pretzels. Okay. You know know what I'm talking talking about. about. Like the skinny bag. Yep. I forget the brand, and they're so good. I always get one of those, and I'd always get one chocolate milk. See, see for me, I go in, and I try to get two of the... Beef jerky strip things. I like a. I like all the flavors. Original is probably my favorite. And for some reason, jerky and Gatorade for me is just incredible together. Yeah. No, but I like my pretzels and the chocolate milk. It's fire. Another thing I discovered yes two days ago. Good combo: cheese its and chocolate milk. Really? Wow. Absolute flame, fire, flame, spitter. Well, speaking of weird combos, Dad's been walking around preaching. That watermelon and hot sauce is like one of the best things he's had in a while. Coming from the man who used to eat peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Gross. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's got a nice, uh, what's the word, nice contrast there going in there. You got the nice sweet, watery watermelon with that popping hot sauce on your lips. You know, maybe it's nice. I I mean, I I could see how the flavor profiles would complement each other with that sweet and hot. I just I look at watermelon as like a sacred fruit yeah. for me. Like you around here you normally only see good watermelon once it starts getting warm and I don't want to I don't want to ruin that juicy goodness with hot sauce. With that being said, I definitely might try it. Now that you got me thinking our jobs kind of set us up to just be on the road like as comedians. Dude, that's what uh, Andrew Santino, I forget what I was listening, he was saying for a while before he was making any money on the road, like he would just, he, he lived off of gas station food. Well, let's let's kind of dive into our jobs. For people that don't know, me and JT are both tobacco reps, so we, we travel West Virginia quite often. It is kind of such a, a plus and a benefit for me to be able to travel to some of these towns and smaller cities and things that I haven't been to just to see what I know we always go back to what West Virginia has to offer but like in the personal looking aspect of it there's a lot of cool things around the state also and with that being said you 
it makes me appreciate the way we live much more because there are a lot of people in this state that aren't as fortunate as us. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. And it's sad to say, I see freaking cracked out people all the time. Everywhere. And, you know, what? whatever. But part of me wants to just be like, is it like this? Ev-? Like, it's everywhere. I want to be like, are you fucking all right? Like, Dr- just... You know what I mean? Like, do you need a bottle of water or something? Drugs are a real yeah. bad thing. It, I mean, I'll say small scale this state, but I do imagine it is everywhere. Uh, like drugs and homelessness and the mental illness and all that. It, I just don't ever remember seeing it as a kid. Yeah. I don't. Me neither. Like, even when we were in high school at Central, I don't ever remember seeing all those, like, you know cracked out drugged out people but i have noticed when i was that age i didn't pay attention to anything like around i didn't hardly know how to get anywhere either i still don't i mean if it wasn't for my phone i wouldn't know how to get anywhere yeah yeah i don't mean in that sense i mean just like around town like i wasn't we were just in our own little world thinking we were all like hot shit oh we're in high school like we're sick kind of thing no i agree do you know what i mean if we could (laughs) if we could constantly have that mental like just enjoying life type feelings that you get when you are in high school i just couldn't imagine how much more fun life would be and i know it comes with you know you grow up you get more serious you have bills and things like that but i just feel like i'd be able to manage things much better if i had that fearless attitude like you're talking about i mean we just walk around in the dark you yeah would, you would go to anywhere and you would just not give a fuck you're like 15 years old jt be looking like he's nine just walking around thinking he's the shit it, 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 i miss those days yeah it's, it's crazy man like i just miss when i looked like i was nine just kidding you look like a snack now thank you welcome you know how many times i go into a store and somebody's like you don't even look like you're old enough to smoke, smoke cigarettes. Still? All the time. Even I'm with like, your beard? Yeah, I'm like, well, how old do you think I am? That's my that's my comeback. What and do they, they say? They just like, they're like, ugh. Like they, they like lost their train of thought. They're like, oh, I can't believe he actually asked me a question. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, but you just wait till I'm 45. See, you see what I'm saying? See, for me, I feel like I've looked like I've been 37 for the past no, not 37. five years. No, not 37. Okay, maybe 35. I mean, if you told me, hey, I'm 35, and I didn't know you, I'd be like, oh, okay. See, I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're right. It is what it is. But, you know, um, I saw – I don't watch the news at all, but – before Big Brother came on yesterday, it was on for a second. I just saw some crazy stuff on the news. Fill me in, my guy. I don't know the logistics of it, but I'm pretty sure in France, there's just all these crazy crop circles turning up. Really? And in Russia, there's craters showing up out of nowhere. Like right now yes. as we speak? I was like, hold up. Are, no one's talking about this? Dude, it's because nobody talks about the serious stuff. All anybody wants to talk about is if Joe Biden can talk and if Trump said this, like, let I want to learn about what's going on in the United yeah. States and the world. Nobody, and I heard it on Joe Rogan, but nobody talked about 
them finding those 39 kids in Atlanta for that um, sex trafficking or uh, human trafficking thing for more than one day. I might have saw it in one thing, and those cops or FBI agents or whoever the hell they are, they're heroes. And we don't hear about that stuff because it it's not it's not bad. It's, yeah, it's not, not bad. Uh, and contrary to popular belief, the actual real debate is coming up this Saturday. Okay. With Jim Carrey acting as Joe Biden and Alec Baldwin acting as Donald Trump on SNL. You're lying. Jim Carrey's going to absolutely crush it. Holy sh... Oh, okay. On SNL, yeah. Speaking of Jim Carrey, what about that video that you showed me of him on Kimmel from a couple years ago? Jim Carrey is woke. Absolutely woke that man. Everyone thinks he's nuts, but no, he has it. He knows he knows his self. He knows he's got it figured out, in my opinion. So he I, I don't know. This had to have been years years ago. They both look young in it. I just never seen it. Jim Carrey comes walking out on Jimmy Kimmel with making the Illuminati uh symbol like the whole time. And the crowd's just laughing like he's thinks he's being funny because you know jim carrey's persona he talks as if he's being funny but he's being serious and people don't realize that and jim jimmy kimmel's like what are you doing and jim carrey's like oh you act like you don't know jimmy you're a part of it like he was going in on jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel was like i have no idea like i have no idea what this is he's like oh yeah right the government puts all you guys in on to to whatever this is not word for word put uh to shape our minds and tell us the wrong thing. You guys are all working together to try to like brainwash us and all this crap and everyone's laughing and laughing. But that dude knows that he's woke. That's well, the best word to describe it. Well, keeping it on conversations like that, I guess the day before JFK got assassinated, he got on stage and made a presidential speech basically talking about how we don't condone secret organizations and talking about all these secret things and basically was trying to tell us that, you know, the government secretly is like watching us and they have all these kind of things that are going on, which in hindsight, he's basically trying to warn us what's going on right now. And when I heard that on a podcast, you sit back and you think about it, and you're like, even back then, we find. I mean, listen, I know JFK. He wasn't a saint. He was fucking broads. He had Marilyn Monroe. I get it. I'm not saying that JFK's some god or Jesus or anything, but all I'm saying is that he obviously was a president for the people because he was trying to warn us without saying it out loud, and then the next day he gets whacked. Yeah. That's scary shit. It is. I mean... I know, it's like, there's so much shit that people just don't want to think is real. It, it, well, it's it's because... People are, are, like, scared to, like, open their minds up a little bit. Well, it's because we were taught forever, we even in school, that they give us these books of history books and everything like that, and we're literally taught and told what happened in those history books... I'm just using that as an this example. This is a great example because, go ahead. What we what happened in those history books is actually what really happened throughout wars and trade deals and things like that. So we're taught from our United States perspective what happened. And in 
and I've never done this, but I've heard people have read books from other countries, and it's just not even the same. The social dilemma. Same. It's the same. It's all the same thing. You, you're reading one thing in the United States about this part of history, but it says the exact same, the exact opposite thing in a fucking German book or whatever. I don't know. German history book. You know what I mean? It's like, it's scary to think, what if ev- everything we taught is just not true? I know. I don't want to say everything. Like, obviously, the wars and stuff. Well, we're, we're, real, we're generalizing. But like, but yeah. Like, you know. I, I do. Like, it, it, and it's it's real scary. And I, I keep referencing, referencing this same podcast that I was listening to. But then they were talking about how every 400 years is like the giant fall of an empire in history. And every time right before it ends, all the people are trying to fight about gender and everything like that. And this isn't the first time ever that the world has dealt with trying for gender equality and things like that. But that's in history, looking back at it, I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but when you look back on it, that's when the falls of all these empires started happening. So that's scary. We're literally living right now. You're fucking sitting here telling me that we have crop circles popping up in France. Craters are happening in Russia. The whole West Coast is on fire. I mean, people can't work. People don't have money. We're still taught that we're the greatest country in the world, which I know we are. We can be. But we need to be told what's really happening so people can help fix these problems. If you just keep feeding us all this bullshit that everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, and it's not, and then everything happens all of a sudden, people are going to panic. But if you would just fill people in what's going on, like, are aliens real? Just tell me. How long have you known? Are we going to get attacked? Am I going to have an alien UFO in my backyard? Are we going to watch TV, drink a beer? Are they going to take me away? I just want to know, man. I just want to plan. That's yeah, all. You want, yeah, I know. Why, why can't... Why... And this is just this is in like big corporations too that I'm learning just from working in one. Every answer to any question doesn't answer anything ever. It's just a blanket statement like, "Oh, yeah, that's under review. Uh, we're gonna look into that. We'll we're gonna let you guys know. Just let us know that our team is working very hard to resolve this." It Did is. I say anything right nope. there? Did that say anything of substance? Nope. That's how everything is answered. Well, it's just the same with interviews. If you are sitting in an interview and they ask you a question that you don't know much about or you might know some, all you have to do is be confident, give a very elaborate answer that's detailed even if you're talking in a couple circles. If you sound like you're trying to answer the question or figure it out, they're like, yeah, it's very good. Let's move on to the next question. (laughs) When in reality, I didn't even answer what you asked me. All I did was talk in a circle. You forgot about the question. Now we're talking about dinner that I had a night ago, and and I'm crushing this interview because you like my personality. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's that's what everything is. Is if you can talk, if you can talk to somebody, that's how. Really, it doesn't matter in any kind of job, and that's why you have to be able to sell yourself. Everyone's a salesman. Think that, of everybody. That's, that's why you can't be afraid to just spark up. Ugh, excuse me, spark up conversations with people. Like talking right now, 
I know this sounds crazy when I say it, and it might be crazy, but talking and having conversation is becoming a lost art person to person because we don't have to do it anymore. That's why when you're able to sit down and have a conversation with, you know, a boss of a company that you've never talked to before or a colleague that works in another state, if if you can sit there and, and hold a conversation and keep their attention, you know, that's all anybody's asking for. In the long run, I feel like just being able to shoot the shit. No, yeah, I mean, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Thank you. And this is very bad to say, but think of this: even even doctors, they're like, you go in, something's wrong. They're like, well, you need to do this. You need to take this medicine. I just I just don't get it sometimes because when I go to the doctor, sit in the waiting room for you know, 25, 30 minutes, you're in there for five minutes and you're done. What, like, I'm not knocking the profession because obviously we need doctors. (laughs) But when you do checkups and shit, what's the point? What's the point of having me come in for you to ask me how I'm doing, ask me if I'm having any problems, you knock my knees two times to see if my legs flap, and you're like, all right, I'll see you next time. Why? What did we do this time that you have to see me next time? Have you ever thought about it? Yeah, I told you, everything... Everybody, everybody is a salesman. Everything in the world. So, since we are salesmen, if you could sell one I, thing, mm-hmm. one thing is your profession. What's the one thing that you think you would be best at selling? To well, okay, I got to think about this. Obviously, it's got to be something that I love and use all yeah. the time. Um, this is not a joke, honestly. I think, like, if if I started a company or worked for a company, even if it was a startup company, that had delicious, thick chocolate milk, okay, I could s- sell it anywhere. What would the company name be? Thick Boy Milk Club. Okay, I like that. <laughs> thick, <laughs> thick Boy Milk Club. So, so you'd be able to walk into all these grocery stores and gas stations and talk to these clerks and be like, "This is why this milk. Well, it's easy. Is the best milk. Well, this is this is." It would be easy in my sense. I would invest my own money into my sales pitch. Love it. I would just even if they even if my company wasn't was like, hey, we're not giving out free samples. I would buy a carton of milk of our own milk from our company. Take it in, have little shot glasses, and be like, listen, we're just gonna just sit here, talk to me, drink this, and tell me it's not good. Are you gonna put a little Bailey's in there to get yeah, a little listen, loose? If we want to get a little little flirty, little thirty and flirty and thriving going on. We can do that too while we're sa- selling this chocolate milk. We can pour some Bailey's in there. Now, are we can you, have some Cheez-Its. Are you a <laughs> light some candles? Throw in a little nice soothing music on. <laughs> let's let's make it a day, baby. Are you a pushy salesman? Or are you more of you have the I confidence? Don't even, I just said, okay, I'm contradicting my past statement by saying everyone's a salesman. I agree with that. But I don't even consider what I'm doing being a salesman. Okay. I And I'm not saying it's not. Like, obviously, it's a sales job. I'm saying me personally. I'm good at connecting with people. I can just talk to anyone about anything and build rapport with people and just be be friends with people. And then, you know, hear something new. Be like... You know, we got this new something new coming out. Um, you know, let's try it out. You know, I'll just send you one. You know, it, it's gonna sell, but if it if it doesn't go, you know, don't order it back. But honestly, in my opinion, I think it's gonna sell really well here. So I kind I, of thing, you know I would I mean? say you're more. That's how I am. Yeah. So I mean, you're more like me. I I have confidence in myself 
and building the relationship. Yeah, that, yeah, me too. To where when I do have new things and new products and I can go in there, people will trust my judgment because I will actually tell them the truth on exactly. prices, if it's worth it, the target audience. You know, if I get turned down, I used to take it so personally. I don't take it personally anymore because yeah. everywhere you go, it's different. It's the different. market is different. It's That's a, what I tell everyone. It's a different clientele, and and you know, it's different when I'm in a Wheeling, Morgan, Sound, Parkersburg, Huntington, Charleston. Those are big time cities. But when I go into some of these smaller backwoods places, all they want to do is smoke cigarettes. Yeah. they're not going to want vapes. No, yeah, and it's what a lot of people don't understand. I think, especially like newer people to the job that maybe don't think of this. Okay, let's say okay, you're crushing it, man. You're you're bringing everything into every store. You know, you're selling to these people, they're falling for it, whatever. And it just sits there. That's a that, that that's going to make your relationship with that person worse. Amen. By saying, "Hey, take this. It's going to sell when you know it's not." And then it just sits there. They're never going to get anything again from you. That's the way I think of it. I mean, I could be completely wrong in thinking that way, but that's the way I think of it. No, I, I agree. And, like, you know, I love my boss. He's great. But they're kind of in the old school mentality to where pushy, if they say no, you got to keep yeah. pushing it type thing. And that's just... I think sales pitches are a way of the past. And that's just not how I think America works now. It, it Like, if somebody doesn't want something... Okay, if they buy it after the third note, they're literally just buying it because they want you to get out of there. And then the next time you go in, at all costs, they will do anything to avoid you yeah. because they don't want to have they're to like, deal oh, with that. Oh, here comes this freaking guy again. Here comes this poon bag walking yeah. in with this fucking... Here, come, here comes this sleazeball in here again. Yeah, this fucking bearded, funky, flannel-wearing, jean, khaki, nice shoe guy-wearing punk. Yeah, here comes this guy wearing his flannel with his his vest, and he thinks he's cute with his mustache coming in here. Yeah, get out of here! Who the him. fuck is he? A porn star? Yeah, what is this? It's the nineteen seventies. Is this dude an eighties cop? Yes, I am. Damn, that was good right there. Thank I, you. I enjoyed that. But I know you didn't, and uh, watch it. But I'm real quick. Just want to touch. I finished Avatar: The Last Airbender. You can give a review. The floor's yours. Oh, listen. The same people who are like, oh, JT, that's such a dumb kid show, Avatar Last Airbender, you're such a nerd, are the same people who sit here and watch Grey's Anatomy and say Parks and Rec is the greatest piece of art to ever enter the world. Okay, Avatar The Last Airbender has a lot of heavy stuff in it. Like, call me whatever. If you like Game of Thrones, you will like Avatar The Last Airbender. It doesn't have gory stuff, but there's a lot of... there's. I, I love... Well, one, I love the fiction, science fiction-y stuff. I always have. I love it. But I just love when there's so much uh, wisdom in a in a show. And we're kids. We watched that when we were kids. I had no idea about I was talking to Ethan before this. We had no idea about any of this. We're just watching a cartoon. That has got some wisdom on top of wisdom in that show that you could take with you. Like, it's... In, I teared up like three times during that show. So so looking back on it now, now that you've finished it, you watched it as a kid and you've watched it as an adult, 
just from listening to you talk about it, is that like probably your favorite show now? Oh, it's de- definitely one of my top shows. I, yes, probably my second top, second favorite show. Um, and it goes back to the history. There's a part in it when you started talking about the history books that made me think of the show because Zuko, the main antagonist, basically the whole show, he's he's got a very uh, Anakin vibe to him. Okay, so Anakin- he's not the chosen one. No, okay, Anakin's the chosen one, but no, he's not the Avatar. But he's got a very Anakin uh, vibe to him, and when I say that, I mean he's very torn on which way he wants to go. Yeah, but Ray's the chosen one, but go, go ahead, but, continue. Uh, and he, you know, they got taught, you know, uh, they got taught their history, and, you know, he wanted to, his his dad's the Fire Lord, and, you know, they're, all his past grandpas before him were the Fire Lord and all this so he just wants to he wants to impress his dad. He wants his dad to love him by, you know, capturing the avatar and all this. And he realizes from his uncle, who is probably one of the best characters, that everything he learned basically is wrong. Like it, it they they taught him false stuff. And he's like, Man, like, I need to figure out what's going on. And he, he had one of the he had, in my opinion, out of Star Wars, Game of Thrones. He had the best redemption arc out of anybody. Okay. Like, he, he's a great character. And I recommend anyone who likes... You've listened to this show here. Anyone who likes the science fiction-y stuff that I like, please just give it a chance, because it is a great show. Yeah. And I know we haven't talked about it, but Zar's not here. He couldn't make it tonight. We do have to give some kind of little recap about the boys and, and what's been going oh. on. Is there an episode on today? Yeah, we'll we have, have to, to watch. watch the episode. So, I mean, we, we can keep it short and sweet. Um, I, one, I think this season is just as good as the first season, if not better. And I am starting to believe that Billy Butcher is a soup. Yeah. Just from everything that he goes through throughout the series and how he keeps popping up, he keeps not dying. That That's my hot take. We haven't watched the newest one that came out yet, so if – that's unveiled in that episode. Told you so. I think Billy Butcher is a soup because, oh, wow, I just thought of two reasons why. Give it to me, baby. I believe he didn't want that Joel Osment character. He didn't let him touch him because he could look into people's pasts, I believe. Is that right? Correct. Or did he touch him? Anyway, that's not. that wasn't my main point. It's not he here nev- there. He never wants Starlight to touch him. Anytime, like they get close, he's like, "Get away from me!" Which for me, I would love for Starlight yeah, I would to absolutely touch me. love for Starlight to touch me. Yeah, give me a little shot. But there are just things that are making me think he he's a soup too. He just never gets hurt. It's interesting. He's got a Wolverine vibe too. Yes, he does. He's got a very much Wolverine mixed with Captain Jack Sparrow vibe. Very much so. Very much so. I I uh, I've you know that's. I'm a big superhero guy, so I enjoy that very much. And we need to watch Umbrella Academy as well on Netflix. I heard that's very, very good, too. I think the thing that intrigues me the most about that show is I believe the master is a chimpanzee. I I believe their their teacher or whatever is a a talking chimpanzee. Yeah. So I'm like, that's pretty sweet. I want to watch that. That is pretty fucking sick, bruv. But you and I... I wish we could have had cameras on us last night watching the Big Brother triple eviction episode. One of the best episodes to ever happen. Oh, in yes. My opinion. 
Yes, uh, and I, for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I would like to say it was a triple eviction, okay? And on the third, yeah, it would have been the second HOH competition of the night. I just gave a whole prediction play-by-play of what was going to happen, and everything happened. I'm a fucking beast. Yeah. Boss-ass bitch. Yeah, so I wanted to give... Yeah, we won't spoil it because it did just come out, but they are finally down to six. This is the first time ever in the history of Big Brother that they've done a triple eviction. They've done countless double evictions, but seeing two weeks of gameplay in two hours was absolutely phenomenal. Um, The guy that I picked to win the whole thing, he's still in the house. JT's guy that he picked still in the house. Unfortunately, my mom and dad's people got whacked. But that just goes to show me and JT, we're just big brother geniuses. We can just play that game. Put us in the house, Julie. Julie, slide in my DMs. Get me in that house next season. I want to be the first person ever, ever from West Virginia to be on the main big brother show. There was somebody from West Virginia that was on one of the online shows. I don't count those. I want to be the first one from West Virginia to get on the main Big Brother season. And, oh, yeah, I want to win, too, motherfucker. So slide in my DMs, Julie. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to spend 50, 60, 70 days in that house conniving, making friends, backstabbing, and enjoying the fruit and vegetable table. Yes, I love, I say that every episode. I love their big fruit table. Looks freaking awesome. Not a big fan of Julie Chen. Uh, she probably catches that vibe. She probably hears my vibes all the time. I'm, I, every time I'm just like, shut up, Julie. You're annoying, Julie. But I bet you she's a freak. So you think she's freaking the sheets? Oh yeah, I bet for sure. Julie Chen Mumvez. Yeah. yeah, she's married to one of the higher ups in CBS, I believe. Oh really? Yeah. Wonder how she got the, the big brother. Whoa, job. man! Whoa, you can't say that, dude. It was just a joke. Guys. Whoa, it was just a joke, man. But um, so mom sent me a couple more articles. All these freaking sightings in Western PA. Uh, UFOs? UFOs. Well, they're saying they're comets. Comets, my ass. So, uh, how many? Just everybody. I don't know the exact number, yeah. but a lot. Same kind of thing that I saw. And you know, it's even crazier. Mason, former guest, told me last weekend he's he literally was driving and saw some crazy shit in the sky, and he took a picture of it. And I saw it, and I was like. That's a UFO. You can't tell me that's anything else. Well, it does make you think. It's like, why all of a sudden? I told my theory. I told him my theory. I was like, all these sightings, are they're they're slowly making their way out because the government's going to soon release and tell us that they've been working with the aliens for years now. You think? Dude. Yeah, that's what that's my theory. Okay, so we'll okay, so we got like last five minutes or so. Let's talk about this. You say that's your theory, but like in detail, what what, what do you mean by that? Like, what would we be working together with? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Technology. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess just technology advances. I mean, obviously, there's never been nuclear war. Maybe we we ha- they're protecting us in case there is something crazy going on. Yeah. I sound like a crazy person, but that's what I think, man. Well, and my you- my whole reasoning behind it is because okay, they just told us that they have uh 
vehicles from not this world. Yes. That was the how they described it. And they're just telling us that. And they're telling that to the public now. Imagine, and you know how they take a while to tell us stuff. They're telling us that they have alien vehicles now. Imagine how much more that they actually know. Well, everything that they're telling us now is exactly what Bob Lazar was trying to tell people yeah, in the dude. 80s. The I know. Ex- the exact thing. Everyone thought Bob Lazar was crazy. I'm shocked no one's killed him before. Well, they've tried. Yeah. But I I I don't know. I'm I'm a uh, I'm a firm believer that aliens are real. I haven't decided yet if it's a like a good thing or if it's a bad thing. I don't see why they would all of a sudden come down and destroy us because they probably could have done that forever. Yeah, I don't think, and I also have a, another crazy theory that I, this is just me. I bet I think they're really small. Okay. Like, I could see, like, a UFO that we see in the sky being, like, as big as, like, a basketball. Damn. I mean, it. I mean, it could be. I. I don't know. I. I I'm when it comes to the spaceships and things. I, I. I don't know. I'm indifferent on it because part of me thinks they probably just whip around these giant fucking ships that are undetectable, and if they didn't want to be seen, they probably you know couldn't or wouldn't be seen. There. There's a reason now why they're trying to be seen. So I. I don't know. I really don't know. But. Um, Hazel's barking. Yeah, Hazel's barking. I think she wants us to stop. Yeah, so we, we, you know, as you can tell, it was just JT and I. Um, Everybody, please just say a prayer just for the Juice Box fam, and we'll leave it at that. I want to thank my lovely cousin, Ethan, who just moved back to town, who will hopefully be around more. Um, I want to thank him for coming and watching us. And as JT said, you know, I we just thank everybody for all the support and everything that we keep getting. It it means the world to us. I, I love hearing it from people and it's uh it it's just it's a great feeling to know that slowly but surely people are finally starting to support the juice box boys. So hop on now, baby, because this ship, train, rocket ship, whatever it is, is rolling. UFO. UFO is rolling, man. Don't be too late. I'll leave it at that. You guys can always find me at Juice Nixon underscore. Make sure to listen to the Tobacco Pipe on Wednesdays or Thursdays weekly. Uh, Midnight Gamer also. That normally comes out around the weekend. We're just trying to put out content for you guys, and we're, we're hoping to do more. Make sure you guys check Hank out at Country Roads Motorsports Sim Racing. He normally races every Tuesday evening, and I think he hopped in a truck league that he races in on Sunday. So we appreciate him being a part of the pirate ship. JT, go ahead and close this out, my guy. I'm glad you uh, did the Hank shout out because I always get the name of his Twitter wrong. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Everybody, I wrote my first blog. So go check it out on the Juicebox Pod, juiceboxpod.com, juiceboxpod.com. The Juicebox The Juiceboxpod.com. I rated uh, my top five songs from MGK's new album, so go check that out. You can catch me on JTNixon underscore on Instagram. That's JTNixon underscore on Instagram. I'm on the Juicebox Podcast Twitter. That's at the Juicebox Pod. That's at the Juicebox Pod. Follow us on Facebook, the Juice Box Podcast. We are not the diabetes, the Juice Box Podcast. 
Follow Tiggy Nation on Twitter at Tiggy Nation and Money Bank Tigs on Instagram and Juicebox Czar at Z. <laughs> <laughs> Juicebox Czar at Juicebox Czar on Twitter and Instagram. That's Z A R. Z is in zebra, A is in apple, R as in respectfully running away with the podcast game. Thank you. R as in R I P to my six pack abs because I eat food all the time. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>